0: Rolling dice and
1: drawing cards to solving puzzles and opening locks. For beginners who are new to games, as well as experienced players who want something new.
0: Let us take you through the exciting world of gaming and help you design a great gaming get together.
1: We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg. And Friday is game night. Happy Friday, everyone! In this episode, we'll talk house rules. For the dice roll, we'll list games you can play without actually owning a copy. And of course, we'll give our escape room report and our Friday favorites.
0: Lauren. I don't know if you've heard about this, Mm -hmm. but sometimes the rules of games can be stupid and they need to be changed.
1: (laughs) And sometimes your evening isn't proactive to the rules or the regulations of that game.
0: Yeah. We've talked a lot about, you know, some games take a long time, need to dedicate a lot of effort and like energy to them, you know, or like a huge block of hours, you know, other games only work good for some players and not other players, but sometimes you just really want to play that game, but you know, it's not going to be ideal. So thankfully, there's a phenomenon called house rules that you can use to tweak and build and augment the games so they can best suit you. So for house rules, there's many different types of house rules and many different reasons why you might want to incorporate them into your game. But essentially, house rules are agreed upon changes to any given game. That everyone's on board for, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like oh well, Greg starts with more money. No, I didn't agree to that.
1: <laughs> Everyone
0: starts with more money. Thank you.
1: How do you think house rules should be determined? Is it the? Is it just the group decides upon it? Is it the the host of the game night? Is it the owner of the game, or do you think it depends?
0: It kind of depends. Primarily, I think ninety nine percent of the time, it should be a group decision. Uh-huh. Perhaps the person who owns the game or is hosting comes up with a suggestion of a house. Makes the recommendation. It's, it's like passing a law on the government. Really, uh-huh. I feel like it's not like everyone has to like take a vote and like three fourths, you know, whatever. No, but it's kind of like that. Like someone puts forward the idea, like okay, this is weird, or this is taking too long, mm-hmm. or whatever. I think we should do X instead, or like make Y change, you know, if you, for you math nerds out there, mm. you know, doing algebra. <laughs> and then everyone either then says, Yeah, that sounds fair, because it's not just for me, it's for everybody, uh-huh. you know, um, or they say, No, that doesn't sound right. Because the problem, let me just address this up front. The problem with house rules is games are finely crafted, good games, yeah. to be well balanced. So when you do a house rule, you run the risk of messing with that balance sum. Yeah, you know, like I know personally, I've made a couple of games where like I took weeks trying to balance out just basic numbers mm-hmm. for like how much should this be worth, how much should that have for like you know this stat or that yeah. stat, you know, or like getting out like I need more of this and less of that, you know. It's a real headache. So. For, you know, Johnny to come along and say, well, no, let's just make all this that instead.
1: Yeah, the, the average Joe isn't going to realize that if I change this, I'm messing up something else.
0: But at the same time, if that's not a thing that you care about too much, yeah. then
1: why not? And the thing about house rules is but that- But it, it may or may not impact you later on, and you may not even realize it's impacting you.
0: Exactly. So when you do a house rule, the good thing is, though, that they're usually impermanent. You can try for this one game, and if you realize at the end game, oh, that totally messed us up. We like to not foresee that consequence uh-huh. at all. We are like, in a painted ourselves into a corner here. Don't do that next time. Yeah, never doing that again. Making notes. Like, uh-huh. I, like I said before, I like to keep like little papers and notes. Uh, In some of my more complicated games, Uh like in the box. So like in one of my games, I literally have like an entire like page of like, do this, don't do that, don't do that. Like things that I've done before that like worked well, things that I haven't done or like I want to try or something like that, you know. So, yeah, there's lots of different reasons why you might want to do a uh, house rule. But just know that you do run the risk of creating a, a catastrophe that there's no going back <laughs> yeah. on. But at the same time, it's a game. Have fun and laugh about it. Like, wow. So that monster came out and that was like way too crazy. Like-
1: yeah, there's, there's not really stakes attached to it yeah so i mean that's the thing like you i mean not that you can't take games seriously but it is a game and the purpose is to have fun yeah so in the end of the day if that doesn't work out oh oh well Mm -hmm. it's not a big deal and i and i want to go back
0: on something i already said we're Mm -hmm. only like three minutes in but i did say that for everybody there is the case of course where you're playing with a younger player Mm -hmm. where you might say okay but house rules for little jenny you know she's seven guys like Uh go easy on her we're not gonna apply this she gets extra money at the start of monopoly or like she can re-roll her dice or Mm -hmm. whatever you know you give some kind of like a bend to the rules for a younger player so of course there's that too and i think most people can understand that Mm -hmm. you know but let's go over some of the main big reasons and we'll give some examples along the way too yeah for what kind of house rules we there could be first of all the game starts too slow. It takes forever to get anything going. Because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of games, just like books, like if the first chapter doesn't engage you and doesn't make you want to keep reading, why bother keep playing? Uh-huh. Right? And in one game that's pretty classic, uh, Ticket to Ride, which is where you're putting trains out across the... Whatever country. I was about to say America, but there's tons of maps. Yeah. <laughs> Pick a country. You can do yeah. it. Yeah. They even have one for the entire world at this point. So you're putting yeah. trains across a map and trying to get different routes. But if I remember correctly, the starting hand for that is very low. You only get, like, I think, three cards of actual train cards in your hand.
1: No, I think you get four. Oh, but still, but that's still, a very it's pretty slo- low.
0: low number. And it t- the first couple of rounds usually are just... I draw two cards. Mm-hmm. I draw two cards. I draw two cards. You're just trying to stockpile your hand. So one thing that we normally do to get things kind of going is we increase that to like six or seven or maybe even eight cards depending how quickly we want this game to pick up. Uh-huh. And you could argue, well, yeah, but the whole point is like someone might be able to put down first before someone else has like mm-hmm. drawn up to eight cards. But at the same time, like, you don't know what they have. I don't know what I have. And that's all luck of the draw, too, for what your routes could be. Yeah,
1: and you could put something down So, so. (laughs) yeah, there
0: is that kind of damage there. But it's sort of a wash in the end anyways. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, they'll be ready to put down. But so am I. I'm going to be ready to put down right away, too. Yeah. Another one um, that is also a slow start for a game that we've mentioned before on this podcast is the card game Munchkin which has a lot of um, you know different themes to it. I like the Dungeons & Dragons fantasy theme. But uh-huh. there's like a... We played the Marvel Superhero Munchkin the other day, which uh-huh. took forever, but we're going to get to that for games yeah. taking too long, too. Yeah,
1: and, and essentially Munchkin's like a... It's kind of like a dungeon crawl where you are building up stats and armor and bonuses and you're fighting against monsters. Yeah. So that's essentially it in a nutshell. And like you said, there's a gazillion different versions we have a steampunk version our friends have a marvel version there's a pirate
0: version there's a james bond version why do i not own this (laughs) well it's specifically more spy but like you know yeah and what's great is that they can all mix and match together Mm -hmm. they're they're interchangeable yeah um but uh that once again you start off with only like you're supposed to start off with two cards of each deck there's two Mm -hmm. decks the door deck and a treasure deck but that takes forever to get anywhere. And especially mm-hmm. since in this game, the only way to make progress is to kill monsters. If you don't have equipment on you, you're never going to kill anything.
1: Yeah. And, and we've had that happen before where the st- game starts out and we're getting all these huge monsters and none of us can fight them and we're just stagnant or. Because you know, I'm a level
0: two, but here comes a level 18 monster. Yeah. There's no way I can and, handle and it. And
1: even if someone helps me, none of us are high enough to even get close. And also, you can really end up kind of where maybe a couple people are okay, and one person is just like, I have nothing, you know? I mean, we had an instance recently where one of our friends, he could not just, he could not get a break, and his character was just, like, languishing down at level three, and we're all almost Mm -hmm. done.
0: And so, normally, we have the house rule of, okay, well, let's deal out four and four, eight cards total, Mm -hmm. but there's a hand limit of five in that game, so... You can start equipping yourself before the beginning of the game, but if you have over five cards, you have to discard before we start. Uh So it gives you a better chance to get ready for the start of the game. And also, because of that friend languishing and like, I can't get anything, we came up with a new house rule that we're looking forward to trying this coming Friday. And that is, we're going to have a monster on the side that you can always choose to fight, but only to a certain level. Mm -hmm. Because the problem with Munchkin is... It's all about getting momentum. Mm -hmm. It's like for those of you who are X-Men fans, it's like you're the juggernaut. Once you get enough momentum going, you're almost impossible to stop. But in order to do that, you have to get going in the first place. Yeah, and if you
1: can't get going in the first place. If you're
0: a stationary and you're not getting any real drive going, you're pretty much done. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it, you know, unless someone throws you a bone. But it's really hard, even if you want to, to throw someone a bone in this game. So we thought, well, we'll put a lower level monster on the side that you can only kill like it'll always be there so someone can choose to go to that instead but you can only kill that up until your fifth level and then after that you can no longer touch it Mm -hmm. because the goal of the game is to get to level 10 so we thought that's fair you can go up like halfway Uh but then after that you really have to find a monster on your own
1: yeah and i think the other thing that kind of has come up with munchkin too that we've talked about and i think we've talked about this in other games where if you are just languishing and you can't you can't get a good card to save your life mm-hmm. Um, you can actually mulligan your entire hand. Yeah. And you have to, I think the good thing about that kind of house rule too is you have to get rid of everything. You have you to throw can't, all of it away. You can't cherry pick and say, but I want to keep this one. Nope. No, You have to. if you're going to do it, you have to get rid of everything and hope you get some good stuff. I mean, you may not still, but it's the risk you take. Mm-hmm. And it's just, sometimes it's worth that risk, you know, because I'm just.
0: Because you might get something yeah. that actually helps you. There's even a few cards in the deck that just tell you, you go up a level. Mm-hmm. And that can be a godsend. In a case like this, where I'm sitting here at level one, Uh we've been playing for 45 minutes and I've made zero traction. (laughs) At least that gives you something, you know.
1: Yeah, but the issue we have had with recently with Munchkin is we had a game that would not end. Took forever! And we were all getting to the point where we were all kind of annoyed with the game and we were kind of like, just let somebody win.
0: Yeah. Because you have to get to level 10, Mm -hmm. but you can be much stronger than a 10 with all your bonuses. I have a plus four sword and a plus nine helmet, and I have this other monster that fights next to me and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like crazy math. It keeps adding and adding and adding. Like I said, you're getting out of control like locomotive here in terms of how much power you have. But the problem is that when someone's about to fight a monster to win the game... It's like chess, where everybody has to do everything within their legal power in the game to stop you. Mm-hmm. You like even if we were best friends the entire game. I have to. I'm sorry, honey. I have to do this. Yeah. I have to play this card that says that you don't win this fight. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's a the monster disappears or I make the monster impossibly strong or I make you weaker. Uh huh. I have to play some kind of card that says that you don't win. And we got to a point where we were in this vicious cycle where out of the five people we had in game night. Three were on the precipice of winning. They yeah. were all level nine, including myself. And it's just a monster would come up and then like, oh, it got, you know, stopped. Someone stopped me from winning. Mm. Or like I was, at one point I had a monster in my hand. I'm like, oh, as long as it gets my turn, I can end this game. But just before me, or for Melissa Potokar that said, everybody loses a level. So I go down. So, that so I I go I'm not back.
1: on the winning level. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think, you know, we were playing um, Munchkin Marvel and I do think really fun, the, by the way. Yeah, but I do think one of the problems with that one is you can beef up your character so much mm-hmm. that like Everybody can kind of mess with everybody and and it's really, you know, it's really easy to defeat the monsters. But the, the other thing I think maybe we should think about with that game is I think part of the problem is we are not screwing with each other enough. We wait until that end because we're like, well, we have to have stuff to stop them. Because we're but so we're petrified not,
0: about that, like, runaway train.
1: Yeah, but we're not trying to... To mess with each other and stop each other throughout the game. Mm-hmm. So that's why we end up with kind of getting to the end and just throwing everything at each other. And we have all these people who are on the precipice of winning. Yeah. And I think maybe we actually need to play dirtier.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> Which sounds
1: silly, but that's true. But that's
0: how Munchkin works, you know. Mm-hmm. But so for a case like that, we came up with a rule for next time. We didn't do it this time, we didn't think about it, but uh-huh. we came up with the rule for next time, Theft. We set a time limit for Munchkin of it's only going to go for an hour because this time we played for like what was it three hours yeah and like that. we
1: had not planned for that to be our only we game we had
0: like four games picked out for that evening like we're going to play Munchkin then we're going to play Mysterium then we're going to play this and if we have time we- uh, no it was all Munchkin yeah.
1: and we have kind of this interesting like conundrum right now because we have someone we've had like some new people who've joined game mm-hmm. night and so we're like oh you've never played mysterium we should show you mysterium like we have all these games that we want to show them and mysterium if you're curious is kind of like a version of clue almost but mm-hmm. like much better where you're actually a ghost giving people clues about who committed the murder but you can't say anything you can only give it to them in like pictures. like
0: artistic picture cards yeah. that they have to interpret to mean mm-hmm. oh I see the yellow in this card means Colonel Mustard kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so we have, like, all these games that we want to show her. And so we're like, oh, you've never played this. So although it's old hat to us, it's like, oh, it's brand new to her. So we have that, like, excitement of introducing her to something new. And it was really frustrating because we're like, we're just playing Munchkin tonight.
0: (laughs) And, like... You were cooking dinner mm-hmm. beforehand and like, I, you know, before everyone got there. So I got up, Mr. N- to be like, after we play Munchkin, here's how to play this game. Because we're going to play this tonight. Here's how to play. Oh, we never got to it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of frustrating. So yeah. So we came up with the idea that Munchkin will have a time limit on it. Mm-hmm. And pretty much at the end of the time limit, unless someone has won beforehand, you then count up how strong everybody is. And whoever has the highest number strength, mm-hmm. they are the winner. So you could technically be level one. And if you have a plus 25 for all your bonuses somehow, Uh hey, you won.
1: Yeah. So another game that you kind of um, brought up previously is Monopoly. Mm -hmm. That you could set up an arbitrary end goal or it could go on forever. But what most people don't know about Monopoly, this is a common mistake, Mm -hmm. is Monopoly actually does have a time limit. doesn't. And people don't follow it. No. There's actually like a 45-minute rule or something. Are you
0: saying that there is a that the house rule for Monopoly is to Isn't just keep playing. an actual
1: rule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the house rule of let's end it at an arbitrary time is actually a real rule that people don't realize.
0: And yet the unofficial house rule of keep playing until everyone's done mm-hmm. is not a yeah, real rule. That's, it's that's a house, house rule. rule. Yeah, exactly. That's funny.
1: Yeah, they said, like, most people don't. It's like oh my people didn't really read the rules or something. Well, who does? Yeah. I mean, like, to tell the truth,
0: I read the rules maybe through once it's mm-hmm. so like fully understand it but like the first time it's like just for the gist of it and the second time it's like okay but i didn't send this one part mm-hmm. but if it's something that's a small number like mentioned once like oh by the way this only goes for 45 minutes i'm not gonna catch all that yeah plus then the name of the game is very misleading because monopoly means you own everything true so i can see why people have missed that including myself but mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah 45 minutes that's also kind of a random... Um...
1: I mean, I think it's 45 minutes. I just know that there is an okay. actual time limit. I was going to say... And it's not, it's not like hours and hours. It's like actually fairly... Half quick. an hour
0: is too short, and hour's was too long. Let's split the difference. 45. Uh, another uh, reason why you might want to uh, have a house rule for a game is because, honestly, it's way too freaking hard. It's mm-hmm. too difficult. Yeah, you and can't... we kind
1: of talked about that with Munchkin where it can be hard to get started because Mm -hmm. you can't do anything if you aren't a little bit more buffed up.
0: Yeah. Or another one that we've mentioned here before uh, is the Big Book of Madness in which you are student wizards of different elements like a fire, a water wizard, or earth wizard. Mm -hmm. And um, you are, it's a deck building game. where You start off with a pre-made deck, but as you go along, you can augment and change your deck as you see fit so that you can do magic spells to defeat monsters coming out of this magical book. Mm Mm-hmm. The problem, though, is that especially if you have a good number of players with you, that there's no chance to build up your deck well enough to handle the monsters that are coming at you. Mm -hmm. And it's really frustrating because we like that game. I love that game. Mm -hmm. I think it's really well done. The art on it is really beautiful. I love it. I just want to take it out and look at it sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's not as fun to play because we... We don't really have that many deck building games in our repertoire, so maybe it's just not a skill that we've acquired Mm -hmm. or, like, practiced well enough. But I feel like either this game is too hard with four players or we just really stink at it.
1: Well, I mean, we have found, and I believe we've mentioned it before, is this is one of those games that player number really counts. It does. And we've tried to play it with five and it went Badly,
0: Like, it's impossible with five.
1: Yeah, so four was definitely a sweet number mm-hmm. for this one. But even then, it it's definitely a challenging game. Yeah. And it may be, too. Maybe it's, I mean, we've played it a couple times, but maybe it's one that you really just have to play a bunch of times before you get your rhythm down.
0: It, I feel like it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you don't want to play through a game to get your rhythm down. That sounds True. like... Like, that sounds like work, and a game's supposed to be fun, mm-hmm. you know? It should be that you can just jump right into it. Yeah.
1: I will say, the one thing I do like about Big Book of Madness as well is it it is, a like, a wizard theme kind mm-hmm. of thing, but it is not at all Harry Potter. It It's like, they're
0: just going up to Harry Potter, but then they're like, but we also like that show Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. How can we, like, merge the but two? But it just,
1: it feels like now, anytime someone tries to do something wizard, they can't help but copy Harry Potter. It's almost it's, like...
0: It's the standard.
1: Yeah, it's like it's been ingrained into us that this is wizard lore. Yeah. And so we have to follow that. And it's it's refreshing to see something that's not.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, people forget about wizard lore before that was just Merlin. Yeah, like, true. Yeah, <laughs> Like exactly. an old man with a long white beard in a castle somewhere. <laughs> like technically that's Dumbledore, but like you get rid of everybody else. You know? Yeah. Uh, so one suggestion uh, we have for that, if any of you guys have out Uh, have any kind of a deck building game. I think Mm -hmm. this goes with any deck building game is have a round or two where it's, you're not going against the game or each other. It's just a round to just build up your deck Mm -hmm. just to customize your deck. Maybe just two rounds of, okay, Lauren, take your turn. Do only the actions that are required for you to customize, Mm -hmm. to strengthen this or to, you know, gain a card or something just so that way you start off a bit above the standard Mm -hmm. starter deck, you know? Yeah. So that way you can at least, once again, I say, have some traction. Mm -hmm. Have somewhere to go more options. Because to start with a basic thing and immediately you have to rush into it. Like, yeah, I have to take care of this monster that's in front Uh of me. But I really need to upgrade my deck for later. But like... Yeah. I can't do both.
1: I think um yeah, that's I think one of the one of the problems with that game. I think maybe some of the other deck builders like Clank is another deck builder. Mm-hmm. It's a deck builder but it's kind of a dungeon crawl where essentially you're going down into this dungeon and part of it is you'll make noise and awaken a dragon. Yeah. Um but with Clank is you first of all as you start to go down, you aren't encountering the tough stuff yet. It mm-hmm. takes a while so yeah. you have that time to build a little bit. Also, you can choose not to move, I believe. If yeah, I you can choose to just
0: stay there. I think. Yeah,
1: and like draw stuff. So you can kind of be staying stagnant and building your deck. Mm-hmm. You may have a problem where someone else is going to get to something faster than you then. But if but I, that's if your strategy. That's, that's your, your strategy. Choice. And also, you might not be the only one who makes that strategy.
0: Exactly. Meanwhile, the Book of Madness, it's pretty much like there's a turn tracker mm-hmm. that goes along. I think it's five spaces. At the end of that, if you haven't been the monster, bad things happen to everybody. Yeah, and even along the way, if you hit certain turns and you
1: haven't done stuff mm-hmm. to beat the monster, bad stuff happens. The, it's yeah. constantly punishing you for not being quick enough. Uh-huh, yeah. The the other fun thing, though, I will say for listeners about big the Big Book of Madness is um, it's a cooperative deck builder, yeah. which is kind of I think unique. I would say I don't know if it's, you've encountered it. It's that.
0: very uncommon.
1: Yeah, because although you are bu- you are building your own deck. You're also working with one another where you're like, guys, do you think I don't have a lot of fire? Do you think I should get more fire? No, Greg's got fire covered. Get water. I think we need water.
0: Oh, there's never enough water in that game, in our opinion. <laughs> there's never enough water for what yeah. you need. Anyways, um, so yeah, so definitely ways to make the games easier. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can do, give yourself a head
1: start. Yeah, especially if you're looking for a casual game night mm-hmm. where you, you, know, you just want to have fun or you don't want something to be too serious that yeah. night.
0: Or if you're talking about any other basic board games like Monopoly, you just, you know, make it easier. Everyone starts off with more money than they normally mm-hmm. would, you know. Or, you know, you start off with more of whatever resource, you know. I mean, there's tons and tons of different games that have resources. Yeah, things. We're exactly. not going to go through every single one yeah, of and,
1: them. Yeah, and we don't technically have very many of those. We have deck builders, but we don't have a lot of resource. I
0: would like some more resource. There's a few on my list, so we can mm. talk later, you know. <laughs> Maybe we can get some Stone Age in here or something. That's one that's been on my radar for a while. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get there eventually.
1: So Greg, what about if a game is too easy? We've talked about too difficult. yeah. But what if it's like too easy? What What do you do then? Oh, I I
0: love playing this game. <laughs> I love doing what I call handicaps under myself. You know, like mm-hmm. purposely making it harder. So one thing you can do is um, you can limit your number of options. You know, mm-hmm. you can say I can... A lot of games nowadays, what they will do is they'll give you... Here's your list of all the options you can do. And you can do this four times. You can go back to the same list four times uh-huh. and choose whatever. So you might say, okay, well, no, I can only do two things.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you
0: might say something like, I can only do each option once. And then like, I can't go back to that same option, which uh-huh. is really hard. you know. Yeah.
1: And we've also mentioned, I mean, we've, we've been mentioning Munchkin a lot, but um, you and I, especially if we play Munchkin, just the two of us, mm-hmm. sometimes we won't play to 10, we'll play to, like, 12. Yeah, you, because you we, set the bar higher. Yeah, because we leveled up so quickly that we're like, it's kind of stupid to do 10, like, we should do higher.
0: It is, yeah. Um, there, There's lots of ways to uh, sort of make it more challenging for you, you know? And you can even take a rule that's already existing and bend some more. Like um, um, one example that I uh, thought of, and actually I came upon this just because this is a question that comes up. So we have the Ticket to Ride Europe edition. And in the European edition, there's actually these tunnels that are some routes, not all of them, uh-huh. but they have these little metal brackets around them. And how those work is if you want to lay your trains down, you have to first flip over. The top three cards of the deck, and if they match the color you put down, you have to pay more money. Because mm-hmm. it's like you're digging through like extra hard rock and mm-hmm. like you couldn't quite yeah. cut through. And if you don't have the money, then you lose your turn, mm-hmm. you know? So, one thing, but the thing is that it's three cards no matter how long the route is. Mm-hmm. If it's two things long, still three cards. If it's eight long, it's still just three cards. So, one idea that uh, I kind of thought of is ooh, what if you flip over as many cards as there are? spots, spots. The route. that would so, definitely make it harder there's one route on there that's like in northern europe like mm-hmm. from f- like scandinavia to well, i forget what but um it's like eight cars long and it's impossible to get like that yeah. many of the same color but if you get it then like it's like 25 points you go like go a quarter of the way around the board uh-huh. big boost but can you imagine if like you had to flip over eight cards and like pay <laughs> even more yeah. like no one would get it you know yeah.
1: no i think I, I think if i was playing it i wouldn't even try i'd be like nope not going that like, way like yeah
0: so maybe that's like once again see we talked about the beginning like there's kind of a downside of things Uh no no one would go there but can you imagine if you did get it you'd be like oh my gosh you got like (laughs) super lucky or like wow you got a lot of cards yeah because
1: that's the thing sometimes with those you're always taking a risk but sometimes you get lucky
0: sometimes there's nothing sometimes it's all the cards yeah and you're like nope can't do it Mm -hmm. um other things that sometimes people want to do uh house rules Just to make things different, you know, Mm. not necessarily make it easier or harder, but just a change of pace. It's a good
1: way to refresh an old game. Yeah. Uh, One thing
0: that's great is um, for the game Pandemic, they actually have mods online that are officially licensed uh, by the creator of different ways you can play. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the pandemic legacy where they've actually gone and, like created stickers. Oh God, stickers. I can't even imagine trying they, to. <laughs> where they've created like stickers and like permanent changes. Yeah. No, if you have just the base board, they actually have uh, two different scenarios of like, okay, and they even tell you like, you can just get some pennies mm-hmm. and like put the pennies on these countries and those countries are officially like off. Yeah. Or like stuff like that, you know? And so it's kind of like, almost like a modification that you can do on top of the game yeah
1: and the, and i think that i mean i'm not going to say that's super common for games but like another game i can think that does that is um cards against humanity has like a bunch of kind of like random rules if you mm-hmm. read if you read through the rule book, they're like, you could also do this. Like, yeah. one of the rules is they call it Rando Calrissian. <laughs> and the idea is you have, like, this fake player who's putting in. Mm-hmm. So that way, say, if you have three people, you're also putting in a fourth card. Which
0: is usually just the first card off the top of the deck.
1: Yeah. And so, and if that if that person wins, like, that person knows almost is playing. And sometimes he wins. If There's the been times that real. we've
0: lost to random chance. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening?
1: And sometimes it's weird because you're like, oh, my God, this is so funny. This is, like, the perfect perfect card and it turns out nobody played it it was random and you look around
0: like whose card was that
1: <laughs> really like, <random>? yeah <laughs> like
0: cricket cricket you know?
1: yeah exactly but yeah so sometimes like games actually have some ways of that they recommend to mix things up that aren't necessarily they're they're not house rules but they're not official game rules yeah
0: one that i actually love and i wish i could i want the game to be better so we can do this but it's kind of a difficult game I have this game from uh, Flying Frog Productions called Invasion from Outer Space. Oh, uh It's the circus Martian theme that most people would probably recognize of called Last Night on Earth, which is like a zombie theme. Uh Uh-huh. But I can't speak to the zombie one because I have the circus one. But in mine, the box came with additional pieces that have no part in any scenario. Hmm. Because that game itself is interesting where... You're playing as circus folk, like, you know, the strong man, the beater lady and all of that versus an invading Martian force. So Uh it's sort of like a like a mini Mars attacks thing. And it's like player versus player. And what's interesting is that that game comes with like five or six different scenarios where you draw the card and it gives you here are the win conditions for the Martians. Mm -hmm. Here's the win conditions for the circus. Yeah, which is fantastic. And that way it's almost like episodes of like an old sci-fi show. Mm -hmm. Like which episode are we playing, you know? But what's interesting is that they even put pieces in there that are not in any of those or used at all. Like there's a lion token. There's a a unicycle token. There's a fish token. There's a bunch of other tokens from the Martians like in their alien technology that never comes up. And the reason why they say in the rule book is so that people can create their own mods. Mm -hmm. Find a way to use this and put it in the game. You know, so I came up with the thing of like, oh, if you have the lion tamer's whip as a card on your character, then you can control the lion and he could be an extra fighter for you.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: it's just the only promise I've said before in previous episodes of this game is that the rule book is 25 pages long and impossible to read. Like, I have to have a cheat sheet just to remember how the game plays. Mm -hmm. I have to condense it down. So, and it's, it is one of those ones that takes a while to play too. And we've also said that it feels a little bit unbalanced. It feels yeah. like the Martians are a bit more powerful. Than yeah, the it
1: feels like you if you're not playing the Martians, you're really at a disadvantage.
0: So this is actually a prime game for house rules. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely need to like go back and like really figure out like what would be the best house rules for this
1: Yeah. Game. Yeah. It's one I think that you either have to play a bunch of times or you have to really just invest your time into reading the rule book. And really figuring out, okay, what can I do different, and you know, like, and how can
0: this be better? Yeah, because I wanted to be good. I've taken, especially since I took all my time to like paint, paint the, figurines. the figures. Yeah. You taught me painstakingly, <laughs> like do it like this, Greg. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. Lord, you know, like trying my best. And then I finally got them all good, and like I did my put my heart, soul to them. We played it once, and I'm like, and this game sticks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we like, were all kind of no. like. Uh... <laughs>
1: We don't like this game. It's not fair. <laughs>
0: so I actually went online and was kind of searching around to see what other house rules people have made. I found mm-hmm. a really bunch of great suggestions on Reddit boards. One of them was uh, from the uh, Reddit user of Heath Tree. I just I like that name, by the way. I imagine like a tree full of Heath Bars. You know how fantastic <laughs> is that? And they suggested for a ticket to ride because ticket to ride, there's actually two ways to score points. You score points by putting down trains in the first place. But then also, at the very end of the game, everybody reveals the hidden route tickets that they had. Uh-huh. And oh, but When I completed Washington, D.C., all the way to Phoenix, Arizona, that's an extra 16 points. Mm-hmm. And you get that. But uh, Heath Tree suggested, don't score tickets right at all until the very end of the game. Because then there's no idea about who's the he- yeah. who, who's in the lead at all. That's
1: hard because you have to do a lot of math at the end, unless people are keeping track just privately
0: no it's the idea is just you do quick like okay because they have a little guide that says like anything that's worth the three trains lawns with this many points and stuff like that so you just kind of count your own you yeah know,
1: just, but i still feel like that's a lot of math to do at the end it's a lot of math to do at the end it, it would take a while as someone but... who doesn't like to do math it's a lot of math to do at the end <laughs>
0: meanwhile my job is mostly math so yeah. i'm fine with it
1: i like dealing with small numbers
0: <laughs> um another one that they had was from the reddit user i believe it's pronounced they were playing uh she plays games with her husband mm-hmm. a lot but the problem is it's usually just the two of them and she said that one game they love to play is pandemic but they can't get enough people to join them really yeah and that's the game where you're wiping out viruses across the globe. Uh-huh. and uh she said oh like one thing that we do is that each of us has control of two different jobs. Mm-hmm. And with your one pawn, you can choose to switch back and forth on each turn as to which one you are. And I thought that's kind of a cool
1: little uh-huh, thing. yeah.
0: Especially if you don't have, like, enough players. Like, that's a cool mod. Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: because definitely. I mean, there's there's plenty of two-player games out there, but there's so many games that are more than two-player, and it would be very frustrating if you didn't have that group to play those. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, this guy named um, Christovacher... Christopher Her, I guess. Uh he's made a suggestion for one of your favorite games, Letters from Whitechapel, the one where you play oh, okay. Jack the Ripper uh-huh. and the constable's trying to track him down. He said for letters to Whitechapel, how it works is the detectives are looking for clues that Jack has been to a certain location or not. And so they have to call a number, Jack, have you ever been to spot number fifty four? Mm-hmm. And then you would say either yes I have been there or no I have not been there one of the main strategies for Jack the Ripper in that game is to kind of act like a fox and keep like doubling back on your own tracks uh-huh. so that you can like kind of like give them the slip. But uh Christopher Hurst suggested that what you do is if Jack did double back, he or she puts multiple stacks onto that spot to say, I've been here this many times. Mm. So that way I know that you've been there multiple times because if you've been to 54 in the normal game mm-hmm. and then you go back to it, if I check there, you're going to say like, yeah, I told you I've been there, but you're not going to tell me, oh no, but I went back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As, as Jack, I'm horrified, but I can't, cause I usually play Jack. I'm and you horrified play at that idea. Way. Yeah. I'm horrified at that idea, but I can definitely see cause we've. Definitely had times where everyone's just like, I don't know. But at
0: the same time, Jack also has this advantage where after we put down five of those clue tokens, mm-hmm. you get a special bonus of a fake, of like a false clue that you can put onto a square that says you're not allowed to investigate here at all. Mm-hmm. So like you would get those faster. So that is that is a good thing for you. Yeah. yeah. I
1: kind of wish um, instead of you can't search here, I can put down a fake I've been here and I haven't. Yeah. Like that, I feel would be, but I, it might be really unfair. Well, it to kind of either. acts
0: like that because by you saying "don't go looking here,"
1: you're gonna assume I was there. Yeah. yeah. So like,
0: you could put it way off in like left field. Well,
1: yeah, but if I did that, it would be too obvious because you. Well, know no, I'm not she saying, saying like across network. the board, but yeah. I'm saying
0: if we had a, like a fork in the road where well, you could have gone like left, going, right, yeah. or straight, and you put one to the left, guess where I'm gonna go investigate? True, to true, the true. left. Yeah. Unless I think, okay. She knows that I know. We go down that right yeah. whole That's yeah, the good so- thing about that game. It's very much like you have to get inside Jack's head. Yeah, And it's usually like a group of like three to five people. all will go in like, but what would Lauren actually know. do? And
1: the scary thing is they're, they're getting better at figuring out yeah. what I would do. You need
0: to stop playing Jack and let someone else have a turn because <laughs> yeah. we will figure you out. We're going to figure out what you're bank password is next you know like
1: yeah the, i what, will say would, would lauren
0: use her birthday or her <laughs> address
1: yeah i will say letters from Whitechapel is definitely one that can run too long so a it, house rule because each each round can take a long time and there's a lot of rounds well the
0: only reason for that is because the detectives really have to think about jack's turn is very quick yeah. usually but the detectives really have to like okay what could he have done mm-hmm. where could she be What are our best choices? So, yeah, those turns take forever. But, I mean, as Jack, go get a drink.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because usually I know, like, I'm here and I'm going to go here next unless they do something crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the route I'm taking. It's
0: like when you and I play games, but, like, magnify. Because usually I am the one who hems and haws over every little (laughs) decision. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm done. Go.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) If you did that. Oh, my gosh. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Greg's always trying to go through all the scenarios, which is fine, but it doesn't always work in his favor. Which is
0: funny because I usually lose, so yeah, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I don't do that, but I still do good. But I need to do that
0: because I need to know that I exhausted every option. That's that's how, that's how my house rule. I <laughs> exhausted every option. And speaking of losing, uh, before we wrap up this little segment, one last one that I just had to share that I thought was fantastic. This comes from the underscore Squire. <laughs> the Squire. Uh, they said when you're doing a game night, and you're planning to play multiple games that night, like how we were with Munchkin, but didn't get to it. Uh-huh. Whoever comes in last place gets to pick two board games to be up for suggestion for the next game to play. And then everyone votes between those two. I like that mm-hmm. because technically speaking, not that like being last place means that you had a miserable time, but the person who had arguably the least enjoyable time because they didn't come any more close to winning gets to like maybe like stack the deck and like well I'm really good at this one uh-huh you yeah know? or I
1: really like this one or I
0: really like this one so let me get the enjoyment out of playing this instead mm-hmm. that's great you know and then of course it then gets thrown back to everyone else of this is known as arbitration of well you know Jeff, Jeff lost so he's going to automatically pick the next game. No, he's going to pick two and then we can all decide together.
1: True, yeah.
0: It's still the keeps in the group harmony and dynamic there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fantastic. I I want to start spreading that to everybody. <laughs> do that. Whoever loses gets to pick two of the next game and then you choose between that. Majority rules, of course. <laughs> you don't, don't do like unanimous. That's going to take forever to decide uh-huh. anything. But like majority, come on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if there's even numbers, then flip a coin. Yeah,
1: let's be democratic about it. Yeah,
0: flip a coin at worst case. But uh, some games though, as easy or as difficult whether you go by standard or house rules to tell the truth they're really fun to play but you don't even need to really get a copy you can kind of diy at home so let's go into our dice roll to talk about games that you can make yourself
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we're kind of um Giving away some secrets here.
0: We're not trying to undercut the gaming industry no. by far. Yeah, we're just saying, and we're
1: not, and we're also not saying that it's not worth it to buy these games.
0: We're some sh- of them have really great art to them. Yeah, and, you know, it's better to have like a nice laminated card mm-hmm. than like this crummy little piece of paper in your hand. But if you want to save fifteen dollars, you know. Yeah,
1: or even maybe you not so much about what you want to save. It's that you're somewhere where you don't have a game, or you know, it's like, oh, I have all these people. What are we gonna do? Oh, hey, let's do this. Yeah. I can do this without having to have anything.
0: Oh, I've done that before plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's one that you have uh, that you would?
1: Well, the one that came first to me was one that we've done this with. Mm-hmm. We don't own a copy of Resistance, but we've played Resistance.
0: Yep. It's pretty simple to do. You just write down the different roles onto little sheets of paper, you mm-hmm. know, preferably ones that are identically cut so there's no way to tell. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you know, um, pass those out to people so they know who's the spy who's in the members of the resistance. Yeah, it's a, it's
1: a hidden traitor game.
0: Yeah, it's one where you're trying to figure out who is the bad guy. And mm-hmm. typically, I think it plays with five people and two of them are the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And they know who each other are. This moment when you say, close your eyes the traders open your eyes look at each other so you know okay so Jeff's the trader and so am I you mm-hmm. know close your eyes I say Jeff like he's a member of our I group. know we Jeff is know. just my throwaway name
1: I mean I do know people named Jeff but we don't have any. <laughs> at my last job
0: there was a guy named Jeff there and like yes we're both of the same ethnicity but like we look nothing alike other than that and everyone kept calling me Jeff I'm like are you serious like considering how like weird my personality is and how kind of bland he yeah. is you you're confusing me for him thanks um but yeah, uh, and then you also have um, little uh, cards that say win or fail to, so you can kind of decide how the mission goes. But it's, it's literally just like little pieces of paper that say resistance, spy, resistance, spy, resistance, and then win, fail, win, fail, win, fail. Mm-hmm. And then you just need a piece of paper and a pencil to keep track of like how each mission went. Because if one fail comes up, the mission fails. Mm-hmm. You go on five missions. If three missions fail, then the spies win. It's simple as that. Yeah,
1: basically it's like, just look up what the how the game plays and what the rules are mm-hmm. and you don't need the actual cards to do yeah. it. That's why you can do it on paper. Yeah,
0: and like, there's been times where I've been wanting to play this game with people but like, I don't have a copy with me, mm-hmm. you know? Whether because I didn't have one yet or because I left it at home, but it's like, but I know how to make this now.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those like, oh, we have the numbers, let's do something different. Give me,
0: give me 10 minutes and a piece of paper and a pencil mm-hmm. and I can do this, you know? Um, Another one uh, that is kind of similar that you could do is it's also a social deduction game is Werewolf.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I mean, I even had my six and eight year old nieces play this game with my family when I went to go visit them last year. And like they didn't use any paper. And yeah, as long as everyone understands how the game works and you have some kind of a token system to pass out to prove like I'm the wolf versus I'm the villager or I'm Mm -hmm. the hunter or whatever... Even if you don't want to get that complicated, it's pretty easy to play. Yeah, you know, you just have to have some kind of a secret, uh, almost like lottery system to determine this one person is it, mm-hmm. but secretly it. Yeah. One of the other ones that um we actually had shown to us at a game night, uh, by a uh, by a member who only visited us like once or twice, mm-hmm. but um, it's a game called Chameleon. And how Chameleon works is, everybody in front of them has a hidden word. Except for the chameleon who has nothing in front of him. It Mm -hmm. just says you are the chameleon. And so everyone has to have a conversation about this hidden word. And the chameleon has to try to pass off like he knows what you're talking about. So one of them can be like Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So I can go, Lauren, isn't this just such a fun place to be? And you'd be like, yeah, (laughs) it is. Like looking at me all suspiciously like, does he know? Or is he just assuming that any place is a fun place to be you know <laughs> meanwhile i'm looking at your answer like do you know that's a fun place to be or are you just saying yes to me to just agree yeah and just look, agreeing just yeah. to be agreeable mm-hmm. you know but then once you say something like i sure am happy here okay you said happy happiest place on earth but then again fun could just mean happy as well
1: so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah aren't you just saying the same thing i said well then
0: one person might say like I wish there was more kids here and someone says, yeah, me too. Oh, no, there's tons of kids at Disneyland. You need to, like, stop uh-huh. chameleon. So it's a, it's kind of a social deduction game of trying to catch someone in, like, a little lie, mm-hmm. you know, which is a pretty fun little thing. Yeah. He called it something else. I think there's another version of it, something like Secret Agent or yeah. something. But uh, the main version of it that I know that I've learned later is called Chameleon, and it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other ones that I, I actually do have a copy of this is, uh but i've played it uh, a homemade version before it's called love letter and love letter is sort of you have a deck of cards and there's different numbers ranging from two to ten mm-hmm. and there's different amounts for each one there's like eight twos and only one ten and you kind of go up and the point is to get as high as you can to the ten card and the original one all the different numbers represented members of a court like that like the two was a squire and the 10 was the princess. Uh-huh. And it's all about how high can you get the love letter to the princess. You know, so it's the idea that if you have the princess and you can get to the end of the game with her, you win. Mm-hmm. But each other card does things like, oh, this card lets you look at the other player's hand and find out what card they have. Or this card lets you eliminate a player's hand if you can guess what they have, you know. But, and there's different versions of that. I personally bought the um, the version based upon Archer, the yes. Spike cartoon <laughs> series that I love. That's like a really snarky James Bond. It's that's, I, I just have to love it so uh-huh. much. But um, yeah, you can technically do that at home. Once again, as long as you know how many of each card there's supposed to be and what each card's supposed to do. Because mm-hmm. there's many different versions of it. I've seen a Batman version of it. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a versions. version. They, they all play exactly the same as far as I know. It's just a different skin. Just a yeah. different theme to Mm -hmm. it but essentially it's that and actually one house rule going back to our previous section that someone suggested for a love letter is that when you win you have to read what the quote love letter said (laughs) there is no actual love letter but you have to make it up like dear princess fiona you look nice today (laughs) i like that green ribbon in your hair. like just making (laughs) something up you know (laughs) or like if you want to get more adult with it go like oh i like i love your lips as you drink that coke you know (laughs) Uh, the last one, that this is an oldie, but a goodie, mind you. This is kind of going back to the... We do old games too, guys. Mm-hmm. We're not just, you know, since uh, Settlers of katana moving on, is Stratego. I remember once before I actually played a game of Stratego with my friends because we lost like half the pieces. Mm-hmm. So we just made them out mm-hmm. from the rest of them. And Stratego, once again, it's, it's kind of like... It's kind of like chess or checkers where you have different pieces on the board, except all the different pieces have different abilities. And I can see what my pieces do but I can't see what your pieces are doing Mm -hmm. or like what they are and what they can do. So it's sort of, it's like capture the flag where you have to get to just that one piece. But I don't know which one of your 20 pieces is the flag. So I kind of have to carefully move my pieces out to try to find it. But like I said, as long as you have a chess or checkered board and you know what what the pieces are and what they can do, you can make that at home. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple, amazing. But enough about making games at home. Some of the best games I've played when you're in a room and you don't know how to get out and about.
1: <laughs> so let's move on to our escape room report. So for this month, we're talking about um, an escape room that we actually, we took a weekend off. And we went down to San Diego. We took a road trip, yeah. Yeah. And so while we were down there, because we love escape rooms, we just had to play a room down
0: there. We couldn't help ourselves, we were itching for it.
1: Yeah, really. And we had never, you know, I mean, San Diego's not that far from us but i mean you know it's it's a good hour hour and a half drive away from us it's not us. something
0: we're going to do every day or every weekend yeah
1: and we have there's plenty of escape rooms down there and we've yet to play any of them so we were like oh we really want to do a room down
0: here we we felt obligated to. We felt we're obligated in the town to. we've heard good things <laughs> let's check it out
1: so you know we kind of looked at our, all our different options and one of the ones that it was convenient to where we were staying and had a good time and a good, you know, as far as how long it was going to take to get there. Um, and it had a, a room that just appealed to us thematically. Yeah. Was um, a place called Escapology. Now, I'm saying Escapology. They pronounced it differently. If you, Do you remember no. how they pronounced it? Yeah. Well, okay. So they have like this in, uh, introduction video that they yeah. play. And the person who was doing it had an um, Australian accent, and the way they said it was very differently. And I remember at the time going, what? Do you
0: recall how that was? No, I don't. That's, I'm, okay. I'm looking at the word escapology right now. like That's es- how
1: you would pronounce it, right?
0: Escapology?
1: That, I think that's what they said.
0: Escapology.
1: Yeah, and I was like, what? That
0: sounds like esque-apology. Yeah. Like, no, it's escapology. Maybe that's how Australians or New Zealanders I don't, say yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know, but that's. I've- if you are Australian or from New Zealand, <laughs> if you're from the Australian continent, please contact us and yeah. just read off the word escapology.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's how I would pronounce it. I mean, I don't know if maybe they actually pronounce, the company pronounces it differently, but look up escapology if you're interested in this room. Let's just Once again,
0: it's spelled ESC apology. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so they had a room called Budapest Express.
0: Which, considering the fact that we're both mystery fans, mm-hmm. the the uh, Orient Murder in the Orient Express just came out this past mm-hmm. winter. We were like, we have to do this. It's like Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah,
1: and from what the website looked like, we could kind of tell that it, it was um, it, obviously train themed, but it looked like an old fashioned like. Um, long long distance travel train you know it just looked really cool and we were like we yeah we have to do that one and that
0: seemed like a fun thing because they have other themes there that's like stop the virus so like Mm -hmm. beat this hacker and like we've done those themes
1: yeah and we hadn't done one that was like supposedly taking place on a train
0: yeah fun fact by the way Mm -hmm. that train theme like the story behind it it's supposed to take place on like uh february like uh i think it was like you know 15th like Mm 1923 we were there february 15th we were we were there on the day (laughs) it was supposed to take place just like years in the future so we did the anniversary game (laughs) i it's a minor thing but i enjoyed that little fact
1: yeah and so escapology is a chain um and they have uh, various locations i know they have one in florida and i'm assuming that they have some other locations and it just happened this room um we talk a lot about there's a website that we like to go to for recommendations for rooms, and that's Escape Authority. And they had reviewed this room on Escape Authority, but they had done the Florida version. But because this is a chain, I knew that, okay, the, the California, San Diego one's going to be very similar.
0: But not necessarily identical.
1: Not necessarily identical, but fairly similar. Yeah.
0: You can take that as a general guide of how good or bad it will be.
1: Yeah, and we've seen that before with chains. Um, We aren't big on chains. Mm-hmm um we have done some they're not necessarily i don't know would you say they're not our favorite the
0: thing about chains okay it's like a restaurant Mm -hmm. like yes a chain restaurant like wendy's it'll satisfy you but if you want a really good sandwich you gotta go to this mom and pop place that's the best
1: yeah and that's what we've kind of found with escape rooms and i would say there's different levels of chains because there's also like You could kind of consider, like, the basement in L.A. a chain because they have a second location. But it's not really a chain. They just have a second location. That's just
0: a mom-and-pop place that's expanded its locations.
1: Yeah. And then there's also um, another company that's really big in L.A. called um, 60 Out. Mm -hmm. And what they've done is kind of, they've expanded over the years. So they have a bunch of locations, but they have different rooms at all the locations. So it's really like they just have different locations, but it's different games at each one. They've just expanded out to...
0: I can't fit nine rooms in one location. Yeah,
1: exactly. They have multiple buildings. Think of it that way. (laughs) So one of the ones we've done before is Fox in the Box. Mm -hmm. And they have some of the same exact rooms at their locations. And from what we've heard and what we can tell one of their locations is far superior to the other one yeah and part of i think the reason behind that is franchises have different rules where some franchises it's like okay you're buying this but you're applying it yourself and how well you do that is up to you the owner
0: it's like okay you bought this here's the recipe for how you put this together here's Mm -hmm. the blueprints But it's up to you to decide, like, how you actually construct and, like, how much care you put into this.
1: Yeah. And then others are very strict. Like, you buy this and you have to do it exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think escapology is one of those that they pretty much have to do it exactly from what i could get because we we ended up we got there early because we had to check out of our hotel anyway and we weren't sure what the parking situation was going to be there because
0: it's at an amusement park there's some amusement park down there yeah it's, it's like literally weird. right outside of- and
1: also for those who aren't familiar with san diego san diego parking is a struggle anyway yeah you know like there, there's oh, a lot it's, of it's
0: challenging to say the least
1: yeah and and this is right by was right by the beach and so we were like yeah we better go um, so we ended up getting there quite early, and so I had a chance, I was sitting, you went to the bathroom, and I was sitting in the lobby. Which was impossible to find. Yeah. And I was sitting in the lobby, um, talking to the guy who was kind of running things, and so he was kind of telling me that, you know, yeah, sometimes, like, we wish we could, like, put forward ideas and stuff, but, like, we have to do what they, like, What the they room. mandate. Yeah, the room is the room, and we aren't allowed to change it, essentially.
0: Kind of wish they could.
1: Yeah. So, I would say, like, it was a good room. It wasn't the best we've ever done. Okay. <laughs> what, what are your feelings? You you seem to well, disagree with that.
0: No, no, I, I agree with that now. It just, when you said it was a good room, I was like, uh, but you say well, it wasn't the best. I'm like, okay. It, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: No, I mean, it was, it was a fine room. It wasn't.
0: Well, one of the rooms was yes. a good room.
1: So, that th- that's kind of another issue. And that's not just an issue with this room but something a trend we have seen Mm -hmm. um especially in chains i would say that we've seen where if you have a room that has multiple rooms like it opens up into a new location yeah like a door opens and there's another room behind that door um sometimes the first room that you're you're in the first room you start out in is themed amazingly in this case that initial train room was awesome. Oh, it was
0: fantastic! They had little TVs in the wall that made it look like snowy. Yeah, it looks like you. the
1: windows were TVs, so it looked like you were actually moving, and there was snow. That was going amazing. By. Yeah, and yeah. like
0: this little bar, you know, they mm-hmm. like with little bottles and drinks, and everything. yeah, and they
1: even had the the ceiling looked like how a train ceiling yeah. looks and stuff.
0: It was fantastic. Little chairs to sit in, you know, mm-hmm. it felt like I was in like a club car.
1: Yeah, exactly. You yeah.
0: know, just minus like the big da- dining tables, but yeah. Yeah, felt yeah. Really it
1: nice. was it was a truncated version. Yeah. Um, But then you open the door to go to the next room and the theming suddenly becomes a little bit less. Okay, But that room, the next
0: room was the luggage storage kind of like workers room, which Mm -hmm. I will grant you, there's not going to be as elaborate decorations. I was like, okay, this room is a little sparse, but I'm willing to roll with the punches Mm -hmm. here you know because yeah i on one side is a bunch of luggage behind a netting thing to keep it in place yeah cool that fits Uh and like part of that was part of the puzzle like we had Mm -hmm. to like kind of go through a certain package to like get a thing out you know we're trying to do spoilers of course yeah you know and there's an also a station for like a radio there Mm -hmm. and there's like a um like i don't think it's okay i think it's okay for me to say this a morse code Mm -hmm. like thing, you know puzzle so that's fine but then the third room it's literally a tiny white room, no bigger than probably most people's closets downstairs. You keep the vacuum cleaner uh-huh. out, with a bunk bed, like not even like the top thing, just like yeah. a like bunk.
1: Yeah. And not with, even like a bunk that anyone could actually sleep in. Yeah.
0: It's like a bunk for like, um, of a child.
1: Yeah. It's the idea of a bunk. It's
0: the idea of a bunk. <laughs> by, by scientific definition, this is a bunk, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> with like. Uh, a piece of paper or like poster like on the wall for like a clue for something you know Mm -hmm. and then that's it there's like literally nothing else in the room I think there's maybe a desk but no chair there so it's Mm -hmm. not like this is like a servant's quarters or anything yeah it's like it's a bunk a desk and the rest of the room is just white Mm -hmm. like like a really pale like you know like oh this room was like just constructed we just put the drywall up who cares
1: yeah yeah and that's you know, it was like we went from great theming, it got a little bit less, and then it got even less, to where by the third room, it was like they didn't really try.
0: The theming, okay, out of, on a scale of like one to five, uh-huh. the theming for the first room was like a solid four, mm-hmm. like maybe even a four and a half. Yeah, you know, not, if maybe
1: you, not the best we've ever seen, but good. But like it was solid, you yeah.
0: know. But then as she went to the next one, it's like, okay, it just dropped a solid point. Mm-hmm. But like I will like I said, I'll go with it, you know. Like, okay, I'll give it benefit of the doubt. I'll call it a three, three and a half. For the nostrum this is a one you didn't try you like didn't try, did, it, yeah. did all your money go to the tv screens for the first room <laughs> i know
1: right <laughs> like
0: where'd the money go yeah
1: and what's funny is um this they had a really impressive like intro video oh yeah and they actually have a really impressive timer that it's your timer but also it shows you if you've used a clue before mm-hmm. and like it's actually really interactive and kind of cool so that i was like oh major kudos on that but, yeah, then it was like, okay, where, what, what happened here, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it's very frustrating. You
1: know? Yeah, and we've seen that before. You know, there's, there was another room where it was, like, supposed to be, like, a bunker. Mm-hmm. And we got into the second room, and it was literally just all painted black. And that was, like, kind of we're it. like,
0: the first room was amazingly done. It had, like, camo netting on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything was perfectly on theme. I was like, this room is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, some of the puzzles felt a little, like, shoehorned in. But the theming of the room in general was mm-hmm. great. Second room oh, so I see that you wanted to paint it black.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like the sun, you know? Yeah. There's another chain, um, this Exodus chain that we've done. And we've done a couple of their rooms. Mm -hmm. And I would say this is something very common that happens in their rooms too, where you'll go through multiple rooms and the rooms will get... Less sparser and sparser as you go along, to where the last room, there's just something thrown into the corner, you know? <laughs> and it's
0: like, wow, thanks for trying. I'm yeah, like,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's like
0: they got bored and like, oh, I just want to go. Yeah. It. Listen, it, it's 445. Just throw it in the corner. Like, yeah. we got to go. We got to go. And
1: like, it is fun to get in a room and then find out you open a door and there's more rooms beyond that. Mm. But like, that novelty alone of going into another room is not enough. Yeah, like, and also like the other room has to have a purpose if you set
0: up a pattern of like every time you open a door you're gonna be slightly more disappointed yeah i don't want to open the next door i want to stay in this world <laughs> you know it's kind of like oh like hey you're reading a book each chapter gets a little bit worse written
1: yeah really by the end you'll be disappointed at the end i'm like <laughs> why did
0: i read anything past the first three chapters yeah yeah like
1: um, I will say, so like we said, the one thing that's difficult about this location is that they are kind of like, right. Like literally they share a parking lot with, with
0: a an amusement, amusement park.
1: park, kind of like an old boardwalk amusement yeah. park, sort of. Um, <laughs> and there was
0: tons of people wandering over like, what is this? Can yeah. We, let me, let me, how many tickets does it take? Like, no, it, <laughs> it doesn't work like yeah, that. Yeah, It
1: was funny. i have never been, cause like I said, we got there early, so we were kind of hanging out in the lobby. I will say this location the lobby um, was really cool themed. The lobby is amazing. The outside is amazing. The curb appeal on this escape room is the best I've ever seen. That's why really a lot of me.
0: people come in and saying, what is this? Yeah,
1: a lot of people. But I've never been in an escape room where they had so many people just walk up. Like, I've never had that. It was so weird. You know, usually the only people who show up are people who, like, are the, in the next game mm-hmm. or something. Um, a couple things I will say. One is this is one of those rooms that they sort of have a sliding scale that when you book they cut it off mm-hmm. so you are not paired with strangers which can be a good thing yeah which can be a good thing and, and it is nice because you and i were playing this alone just yeah. the two of us which we've done before and we like to you know i mean we love to play with our, our friends but sometimes it's fun for just the two of us to play mm-hmm. and sometimes rooms are better with less people depending yeah. on how small it is um but so that this is nice that this one it's private bookings um the other thing is they do actually although parking is challenging one of the reasons we ended up getting there so early is not only do we show up early but we found out oh they actually had a couple dedicated spots and we were able to grab one super grateful yeah so that was really nice basically they kind of put they have like a little sign out that says like parking for this only and i just jumped up and said hey can we get in that and they just moved the sign and let us park there yeah so that was really helpful They do have a really awesome lobby. They do not have bathrooms.
0: You have to like go
1: into the park. Yeah, you don't have to pay to go into the park. No, but
0: you have to go into the park and you have to like follow their like, you're going to go around this thing. Then you're going to see this sign. You want to want to turn right there, but you actually have to turn left. Yeah. And then you have to like, you know, follow the white rabbit down the hole. (laughs) And then when the mushroom stalks you, then you got to go right. It's like, what? Yeah.
1: Like- yeah. And basically like the guy explained to me too, that the reason they don't have any bathrooms is they literally have no plumbing in that building, which I was like, that really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Cause also, could you imagine if you worked there?
0: well you like... <laughs> just followed the white rabbit to go yeah to the but,
1: like you can't even wash your hands like I know. what happens when you eat lunch like you can't yeah i'm sure they
0: eat well because the, I, don't, I don't think you went to the bathroom i did but you have to go to the bathroom into the park by going through the food court well so, yeah, like that's their lunch but do like, you want to
1: eat at the food court every day Greg? no yeah <laughs> like i want to bring my cup of soup or something <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: sorry no plumbing
1: yeah i know right um so those are like i will say those are some of the bonuses to this room is obviously the lobby is really cool they do have some dedicated parking not a lot and it is private booking one of the other things i will say about this room too is this also falls into that category of um how many how many people really can a room fit it's advertised as being able to go up to six Mm -hmm. no (laughs) that's all i have to say there would be no room yeah I mean, I would say if we went with our other, the, the other couple that we do rooms with the most often, yeah. it really depends. We have, We have a number of friends. But yeah, if we just went with the four of us, I think it would have been cramped. Yeah.
0: Because like, if you go in there with six people, literally it'd be like, okay, I guess I'm sitting in this chair to be out of the way. Okay, I guess I'm standing behind the bar to be out of the way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's just not enough room. And I don't really think there's enough for that many people to do even. No. Like...
0: Finding the clues for some of the things in the beginning was very difficult. Mm-hmm. So, like, it would have been nice to have a couple extra pairs of eyes of eyes, yeah. to, like, maybe spot something. But at the same time, like, to tell the truth, some of the clues are so, like, obscurely hidden. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but, like, just, wow, like, there's no way, like, I would have seen that.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, not to give too many spoilers, like you said, but basically something in the first room changes while you're in another room. And when you come back, there's no way you really would have seen that.
0: Yeah, unless you happen to look there, but like the odds of you happening to look there is very slim.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you almost end up having to need a clue in order to get that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was kind, that is kind of one of those things that maybe an extra pair of eyes would have helped yeah. on. Um, but yeah, there's just not enough room, and I, it's kind of hard. Like I want to say, um, there's been there's times when if a room says it goes up to. An exorbitant amount of people I'm always a little hesitant because how
0: much is there for just two people to do that? yeah like if, is it gonna be way too much
1: yeah well yeah if a room says it goes up to 10 I'm always like uh like that seems like an awful lot of people so are they just trying to like squeeze as many people in so they can get as much money as possible maybe you know but yeah. then there's some rooms that it make, like the basement I think goes up to 12. But like in but that room there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. It's a very big room. So there's a lot of space. I do think I do think that the basement, I mean, we defeated the basement with 4. Granted we had done the room before and failed, so we kind of had a head start. But we
0: told them to switch up one of the one or two of the puzzles. Yeah, they, they switched up
1: the puzzles. Yeah. So and so, so it was, it was still it was still challenging. But w- we did it with 4 because we have really good communication with those four, mm-hmm. and it's a solid four, whereas the time we had done it with a lot of people, it was too many hands in the in the pie, essentially. Yeah. It was too many people looking at too many things, not communicating with one another. So having less was better. We were stronger with less. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I've seen other rooms where it's just, they, they're they just trying to get so many bodies into it, and it's like, there's not enough for all these people to do. Yeah. Like, or there's not enough space. I mean, we did one, we did a mobile escape room once. And I oh, think that one, I think that one went up to six as well. No, there's no way. You can not fit we three were, in there. Yeah, maybe three. But even, and even then, I think any more, we just have to sit on, sit on one of the chairs and not do anything. Cause there just wasn't just enough. Just like
0: shot from thing. Why don't you try this? Did you, did you move that? Turn the knob. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to get off your butt and try it? Well, I can't because Jim's in my way.
1: Yeah. And especially if the room's very linear. Which this room was somewhat linear, I think. Yeah. And so it makes it hard because if, if it's linear, there's just not enough for everyone to do. Exactly. Whereas if people can be working on separate things, then, okay, you can you can justify that. If
0: it's more way. like a web where like, yeah, you can be working on this while I'm working on this, while she's doing that, that's fine. But this one, you have to solve the puzzles in order. Otherwise, you will make no traction.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the
0: only thing that's not linear about it is like there's some clues along the way to help you with the final puzzle. But like... You can always just like... At the very when you get to the final puzzle... Go back and find those again. Mm-hmm. So like... There's no real... Yeah, it's all 100% linear. Yeah. And let's talk about the most hated puzzle of that room. The Morse code. Morse code. Yeah, yeah.
1: I kind of have... I'm kind of anti... I, well, I shouldn't say... I'm not anti Morse code in escape rooms. Mm-hmm. I am anti having to listen to Morse code... Yeah. In escape rooms. Because I feel like... There's certain skills that just the general population is not very good at. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, um I know they've talked about, you know, there's, they, they call them, I guess, like puzzle boxes, where it's a box that you have to like move all these little parts in mm-hmm. order to get it open. Not everyone's very good at those. You are. I'm good at those. Yeah. But not everyone's good at those. And it's a very particular skill that just not everybody has. So for the general population, they would waste all their time on this little thing. And all all it's, doing is slowing them down. Yeah, because it's not really the, a good challenge. It's a bad challenge.
0: Yeah, because the problem with this one at least and I mean, I haven't had uh Morse code in too many other rooms, mm-hmm. so I don't want to generalize too much, but this one specifically. The problem was a honestly, the volume was like really loud. I yeah. couldn't find a volume control. Maybe there was one. So, let's let's actually strike that from the list. Uh, okay. But in my opinion, the volume it was, was a bit loud. loud. Yeah. Um so let's go for the real A. A the entire message has to go through all the way before mm-hmm. it repeats back if in like listening to morse code if i'm trying to get down like what's one word like it was easy enough to tell where one word begins and the next word ends that's mm-hmm. fine they were doing like enough of a space there for yeah me. okay now it's a new thing baby 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 okay now it's a new thing maybe you know like yeah that. but if i'm trying to catch one thing and then i miss that i'm trying to like remember like what's okay that was that three dots and a dash or two dots two dash like well, i'm trying to mm-hmm. remember like like i'm trying to count like okay it's three dots and one dash but where does the dash go with the three dots you Yeah, because that matters
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then while i'm trying to figure that out it's already starting for the next thing i'm like well i just lost that train of thought
1: yeah yeah and that's what that's then, what i've had a problem with yeah. too as well with morse code is in the time it takes me to tell you what it is it's starting and i'm like i, I can't talk in and, here i can't talk and, and, and then the problem
0: is that like it takes forever to get back to that one that you just tried to figure out and got halfway through. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's no way to do it, you know, like, in one smooth run. Unless you're, like, literally trained by the Navy or something to do Morse code, like, you're not going to get this. Yeah, and
1: I mean, it's it's good for something to be challenging, but, like, you end up, it becomes just a time suck. It's not so much a challenge as it's just time-consuming busy And that's
0: my other problem, B, for this, is that, at least in this example... It was meant to be a time suck because the message was so long.
1: Yeah, and it didn't need to be like it. Like I
0: won't spoil what the actual message mm-hmm. says. Like I'm not going to give you the actual answer. But essentially, the message was saying to open the door, use this number. Yeah. It wasn't those exact words, but I will tell you this: it's that long. Mm-hmm. It was as long as to open the door. The number is blank. Uh huh. And like the only important part is at the very end. Yeah. Like you could easily condense that down to door code. Here you go. Yeah, Or really you could just do the code. Or just the code even. And then just, hey, we have X amount of numbers. Apply that to everything. Uh-huh, That's yeah. what we always do in escape rooms. Exactly. You, you have some numbers. Let's put it on everything. Yeah. Oh,
1: I have three numbers. Oh, I have a lock that has three apply numbers. Apply it to everything. Yeah. Even exactly. if it's got. Four.
0: Oh, that was the other thing that infuriated me. There's oh, another yeah. puzzle in here. I won't spoil what it is, but it's a it's one of those letter combination locks. It's supposed mm-hmm. to spell out a word, and it had five things on it, and the answer was a four letter word with that space at the end
1: yeah we hate those We've with a blank into that space before. at the end
0: i'm like no you either buy a lock that has four letters on it that spells that or you get a five letter answer mm-hmm. sorry but that's dumb
1: <laughs> yeah i hate that
0: that's yeah. another i'm sorry like the room itself like i said was really well done for the first room and then they kind of lost it but the thing that really tells me that these people do not care enough about escape rooms in general to make it a worthwhile experience is that they're purposely doing time sucks. Mm -hmm. I I looked at the leaderboard just before we started this, and some people say they got on half an hour. No way. (laughs) Like, those people must have done this multiple times just to get the high score, or they, like, were employees or something, Mm -hmm. or, like, they were told ahead of time. Because to get those ridiculous, like, time sucks that quickly impossible yeah. on your first time
1: mm-hmm. like yeah i mean even the the last puzzle is a logic puzzle i had
0: a headache from talking about this yeah, it's the, so frustrating the
1: last puzzle is a logic puzzle and no even no but that, i'm good at those yeah but even but, like, that was time consuming
0: i admit like i'm good at those i do those for fun on my lunch mm-hmm. breaks so like i saw that and i'm like yes i uh, got this but but the problem is like if you're not practiced with those, mm-hmm. they had to give you this entire sheet to explain to you. Like, here's how this kind of puzzle works. Okay, seriously, I have maybe five minutes left, and you have to teach me how to do something well, I've never yeah. seen. Yeah,
1: and even then, even then, just not the teaching. It takes a while to gather all those those elements yeah. to it. So it, once again, it's a bit of a time suck. Um, although this is a perfect example of where they need both of our brains, because at one point you were going off on this whole thing, and I'm like, no, great, that's way too complicated. You're overcomplicating it. Well, okay, <laughs> you needed you needed the practicality of Lauren to I would have got there (laughs) I would have got there eventually I will say we learned a lesson in this room or I learned a lesson in this room
0: I learned nothing
1: never give up we were trust your instincts no we were so close to failing we were we were on the last puzzle we had like two minutes on the clock and I'm just thinking we're not gonna get this You know, and we've lost before, not very many times, but it has happened. And we don't like to lose. It doesn't mean, I don't get mad. I'm not like, oh, this is a crappy room or Mm -hmm. something. But I don't like to lose. But I was just like, there's no way, but we did it. Yeah. You know, and we've, we've had that a couple other times where literally it was the last second and we got out. But so it's just one of those, like, even when you're down at that, you know, two minute, one minute mark, Keep trying. Mm-hmm.
0: Because you never know. Keep
1: trying until the bell rings.
0: Yeah. Also, this room, my other major complaint for well minor complaint, mm-hmm. is I don't feel like the ending should have been what it was. Because the ending, at the very end, you're supposed to just get the code to go out the door that you mm-hmm. came in for. But there is a moment where you're on a train and you pull what looks like the train brake. Mm-hmm. That should have been the end. Yeah, that I'm sorry, been cool. but like pulling the brake to stop the train, that feels like a satisfied yeah. ending. Like I did it, I stopped the train. Mm-hmm. No that you pull the thing down and all it does is give you like a piece of paper that then has the code for like the final really like why is that Mm -hmm. not the end it should have been that's the end and then the guy comes into the door like that was just so
1: the other thing correct me if i'm wrong um that i think would really have helped because like like we said the beginning theming was good Mm -hmm. there was no soundtrack playing that i can remember no like if if they had had
0: like the constant low like
1: yeah or sound of a train or something or I something think, you I know think that would have gone a long way too yeah
0: like and we've seen that before like there's that one horrible room that we did we almost walked out on that at least that the had, alleyway they had, had a decent soundtrack yeah, exactly. it sounded like cars going by yeah i
1: kept getting confused i was like wait is that in here or is that outside i'm confused yeah <laughs>
0: because it was that good yeah you know? but in here like come on like i have a like murder on the Orient express themed murder mystery dinner party that gives me the train soundtrack to play in the (laughs) background while we're talking get get that you know yeah
1: yeah it was was interesting because of some of the things were so great that they did theming wise and they have such a great lobby and like i said that intro video was so well done and stuff but then it was like "Mm, why didn't you do this you know (laughs) it just it felt like all
0: their attention was put at the beginning and then they just lost interest and or money and it just slowly kind of just died off (laughs)
1: I mean, I would, I would, would be curious to maybe do one of their other rooms, though, to see how it compares.
0: <sighs> yes and no.
1: But at the same time, I think if if we're because the only the only location I believe I don't think Escapeology has a um, Los Angeles location. I think our our closest one, yeah, the closest one we have is <laughs> um, San well, Diego. We can go to San Diego,
0: or we can go to Austin, Texas.
1: Yeah. Um. If I'm going back to San Diego. I'm not going to go back there first. No. I'm going to try a different location.
0: Exactly. Kind of mix it up, you know. Yeah. It's just,
1: I would be willing to give them another chance, mm-hmm. but
0: it's just the other two themes. Like I said, it's like a hacker and like a, a virus. Yeah. We've done those before. And like, I want something different. I want something a bit more new. Mm-hmm. And if it's not going to be different or new, I at least want to give another company a chance to yeah, really Yeah, to see wow how they're me. different. These guys didn't wow me like okay at first they did that first one was amazing mm-hmm. but then the wow was like oh so oh yeah it's like it's like okay it's like when you go to mcdonald's and you see the picture of the big mac and you're like that looks amazing i want that big mac i will order that and it comes in the same little red box and you're mm-hmm. like oh it looks just like the red box in the picture and you open up and it's like this little squish thing you're like oh <laughs> Oh, this is, I I guess this is the same as it was in there. Okay. And then you take a bite. You're like, oh, well, the people in the commercial look super happy. I guess I'm okay with eating (laughs) this. It's like that. It's like, you know, it looks great at first, but then as you dig a little deeper, it's like, oh, this is kind of a bit more shallow than I thought it was. Oh, it's like a blind date. They look great at first and you get to know them and they're really shallow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think shallow is a good way to describe this. It looks great. It's not bad. It just doesn't have the depth.
0: No. And it doesn't have any kind of real draw to want to come back.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, we're we're kind of saying, it's an okay room, but we're not going to, like, highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. I'm not going to say, oh, my God, you have to go do this I
0: want it to be better. I really do. I wanted this to be amazing. I wanted to blow my socks off. Oh, yeah.
1: Because I was just like, oh, man, a train room? Like, this is going to be awesome. Heck, yeah.
0: You know, but it's just... It started off strong, but that was like the best it got, you know, mm-hmm. and then it, it kind of, it blew all of its, uh, its you know, wow and pizzazz at the beginning. Yeah. You know, and then the rest of it was like, and okay, so, oh, you're still here. I, I guess I'll make some puzzles for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so we've talked about an okay room, not our favorite, but let's move on to something that we can recommend.
0: Our Friday favorites.
1: Okay, what's your Friday favorite this week? Or this month?
0: <laughs> this year! Yeah. <laughs> um, my Friday uh, favorite is a little game that I've been wanting to play for a while now with our uh, little kind of double date for son that we normally have. Uh-huh. And that is Lord of the Rings Risk. Wow. With a house rule. Uh-oh. Mind you. <laughs> with a house rule of free-for-all. Because that game is designed to be, you know... um good guys versus bad guys. There's two good armies, two bad armies. I want to do free-for-all with option to form alliances as you go to then break alliances. Yeah. I think that's the best way to play Risk. It's not this. I don't know if that's necessarily a, you know, standard version of it, but that's usually a rule that most people play with if, like, you can form alliances, but, like, we have to, like, actually write it down on paper, drawing up a very specific treaty contract. Like, I will not invade you here mm-hmm. if you do this. I want to go that hardcore. You know, I mean, we'll come up with a few other things, too, because... House rules can also kind of be like pick and choose which rules you do or do not uh-huh. want to follow. There's a lot of rules in that game that I kind of choose not to follow. But I definitely want to do a free-for-all with the possibility to draw alliances at the, you know, and betray people.
1: <laughs> no one will trust me. <laughs> yeah, no one would trust you. Everyone, everyone would. It always ends up where everyone gangs up on Greg. Yeah, that's the house where we have. It's yeah. called Screw Greg. <laughs>
0: where everyone just games up on me because they either don't trust me or they know I'm too good at this and you have to take Uh, me out now. I
1: don't know about that. I don't know if we think you're too good. I think it's just fun to mess with you.
0: If we play regular Munchkin, I'm too good.
1: <laughs> so you, Cause,
0: cause you know Because you know that I know the best combinations.
1: Yes, true. But... So
0: you got to shut me down early. <laughs> Otherwise, it's impossible. <laughs> How about you, Lauren? Though, What's your favorite, uh, your Friday favorite thing?
1: Um Well, surprisingly, you actually mentioned it earlier in the show. I um, did. Yeah, and I didn't expect you to. Um, we recently had a chance, like we said, to break out um, Letters from Whitechapel again. What? And we were able to break it out because I recently, um, for my birthday or Christmas, I'm I'm a December Christmas. I'm a December baby. So, sometimes I I you know don't remember if which I got, you know, cuz they're so close together. I don't yeah. remember which I got the gift for. But um, our friends actually got me an expansion to the game. And so this was the first time we got to bring that out. Um, and I forget like I really like that game. It's a lot of fun. And, oh, it is. and everyone always seems to really enjoy it. Yeah. The only downside is it does take a long time.
0: It does. Yeah. That that is a game where you can maybe squeeze in a quick game if like some Cards Against Humanity, or like something very short uh-huh. at the beginning for like almost like an appetizer, but that's your main course. Yeah, for like the, game night. the
1: only reason, like we've played it a couple times where we haven't actually gotten through the whole thing,
0: mm-hmm. just because um, it's taking so long. Yeah,
1: and people have to leave or whatever. This the only reason we got through fast is you actually caught me. Yeah, <laughs> which doesn't usually happen. Well,
0: I didn't catch you. I was dead rot about where you were. <laughs> it was one of our friends. who Yeah, he's
1: it. apparently figured me out. Yeah. so. <laughs> um.
0: Before we go. I feel, though, as being that we are Friday is game night, mm-hmm. we would be remiss if we did not tell people that Friday, April the 28th, is tabletop day. Yes. So you need to... Here's your homework assignment, everybody. We'll come back the first Friday of May once again to discuss
1: yeah, well, our adventures. Yeah, our adventures. And I'm assuming, I don't know, but I'm assuming we're probably going to go back to the same place we were at last yeah. year. Which um, was... Um, SGC the...
0: Comics. So your homework assignment, boys and girls, is to go find a game store. A local one. A local one that uh, would has tables for you to play games on and go, go play a game with a new friend mm-hmm. because it's great because it's such a fun community. Everyone's very open and wants to share their hobby with each other. Yeah. And you can go meet a new friend. You can go teach them a new game. You can learn a new game yourself. Yeah. You know, so... And most people, find out ahead of time, of course. You got... Yeah.
1: A- um, mo- most game um, game stars will actually register that they're doing something. Yeah. So actually, if you just Google um, International Tabletop Day, you'll find the main... Um, I believe it's Keegan Sundry? Yeah. Um, you'll find the main site for it and they will actually let you look up your location and see if there's any rooms nearby doing something. Yeah. Also, or if you just happen to be in them, ask them. Are you guys doing anything? Are you having free play something? They may, Maybe they're not doing anything official, but maybe they'll do free Cause play. Cause some,
0: some places will do that. Well, they'll actually have a sample board game that they'll mm-hmm. get. So like, hey, have you ever played this? Yeah. We're gonna open a game so you can play this for mm-hmm. free today. And then if you really like it, buy it. And if not, yeah. then hey, you gave it a chance. And a lot of places even encourage you to bring your games. That's mm-hmm. how we made some friends last time. We brought our letters from Whitechapel. Yeah. And we started playing that, and people were like, oh my goodness, what is this game? And mm-hmm. I think we sold a couple copies for store I know. The that uh, yeah.
1: Because they, well, no, they didn't have it. So even like some of the people who worked there were like, we've never seen this game. Oh my God, this is fun. Right. And they're like, we really want this game. Yeah. You know?
0: So yay for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then that's where we <laughs> discovered the
0: game Clank. And yeah. we bought that. We
1: also discovered the Cult Express that day. Yes, we and did. And We bought that.
0: Yes, we did. So, so your assignment: AV to are accepted, which you really should, because it's super mm-hmm. fun and awesome to do. Go find a place where you can do tabletop day and invite strangers over to play. Yeah, you know, go I mean, meet some new people. I promise you, someone will be walking by to be like, "Oh,
1: what is this?" Say like, "Sit down, let me show you."
0: Mm-hmm. You know, or it's
1: awesome. or do the opposite. Go, you know, look at what other people are doing and say, "Hey, can I join you?" Yeah, you know, feel free. It's
0: be nice. Like Mr. Rogers said, won't you be my neighbor Yeah, so that I can smash you in this game?
1: And I mean, it can be hard if you're, you know, like Greg is much more extroverted than I am. Yeah, I'm more of an introvert. So it is hard for me to just walk up to a stranger like that. But just remember, you were both there because you love a thing. Yeah. The chances are you're going to have stuff in common. Yeah. And the chances are they're probably a cool person too.
0: Just say the following in order and you'll make a friend. Spock... Yoda, Goku, you know, just like Doctor <laughs> Who, and then like list your favorite Doctor, you know, just start like spitting out like this kind of like, uh, like this litany of like geeky references. You'll catch them with one of those hooks, yeah. and they'll be like, Oh, Goku, yeah, right, Vegeta, I know. You have no idea what I'm talking about, Lauren, no, but it's I okay. Don't. See, so that's how you can tell, that's how you know. But uh, just yeah, you know, like, like you said, they are there for the same reason you are, yeah. And even if you're both introverted, I think if people recognize, well, you like games too, and I like games. Take that brave risk. You know what might even help? Get a little bit of food there. Like maybe have like a thing of uh, uh, pizza or something and be like, you can have pizza if you sit down and play with me. (laughs) Bribe them.
1: (laughs) That's how Greg makes all his friends. (laughs) How many friends do I have? (laughs)
0: also because I go up to people and ask him, can I see that tattoo that you have? I see it's a new True. tattoo.
1: <laughs> he did that tonight. <laughs> I
0: couldn't help it. I could, it's so this woman, we went out to dinner and she had like half of a tattoo showing under her sleeve and I'm like, and it's it was wrapped in plastic. And it, so it's like a brand new one. So it has to look great. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, can you lift your sleeves so I can see the rest? She goes, yeah. Right. And she shows <laughs> yeah. me. It's like a woman under umbrella looking kind of like somewhat melancholy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's kind of a cool tattoo. <laughs>
1: Okay, music for this episode was provided by bensound.com. As always, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Rates and reviews on iTunes are much appreciated as it really helps new listeners find our podcast. We can be found at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Come talk games with us. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye!